0: everyone this is Bernice. welcome to Mimi's message. With everything that's happening around the world right now, let's choose love. let's choose to walk in love, let's choose to move in love, let's choose to speak in love, let's choose to give in love. let's choose to embrace each other in love. Let's look in the Word of God what love really means, what God means. When he says that the most important commandment is love, is to love God and to love your neighbor. Let's look how we acquire love and how we are to give out love. So today's podcast is love. that was a song by elevation worship called here comes heaven all right let's take a moment of prayer lord we just thank you today we bless your holy name we thank you for being our father we thank you for a time to just be still and know that you are god we thank you for the, the miraculous things that you're doing that we don't even see we thank you for the things that are to come We know that, God, there are things that are happening in the world right now, but we know who we serve. We serve the one who is Elohim. We serve the one that does the impossible. So we are not going to look with our eyes to see what is around us, but we are going to look with our spiritual eyes and see that you are working all things together for our good, Father. We are not going to fix our eyes on what is happening internally or what is happening around us but we are going to look to you as Peter walked on water and look at Jesus to be able to walk on that water God help us to focus on Jesus so we can walk on every circumstance that we find ourselves in your love is eminent all around us your love is in us your love is around us help us to tap into that love that you give us God so we can extend that love to others and extend that love to those that even don't deserve our love father we might feel that there are people that do not deserve our love because they're so mean they might they might hate us they might do all type of things but Lord you say in your word that we are to give love because that is the first commandment father The greatest commitment is to love you, God, with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. So help us to learn how to love our neighbors as ourselves, God, in this time as we come together and and study what love is, what you mean when you say that we are to love our neighbors as ourselves, what it means when you say we are to love you, God, with all our minds, with all our hearts, with all our soul. So we, we decrease, me God, decrease us, and increase Yourself in us, God. And I plead the blood of Jesus over this time, and I pray, our Lord, You take over, Father, You take over, Holy Spirit, take over. Let Your will be done. Let Your words be spoken. Let Your Your revelation be open to us, God. Help us to to be able to put on the shoes of love, God, as we listen to this. Help us to remove every every um knowledge of what we think love is out of our minds out of our hearts out of our soul and let us tune into what you have to say so i pray over this um message god and i pray the lord your will will be done in the name of jesus we do pray amen all right so we've had a time of worship and a time of prayer I want us to open to um, Galatians five nineteen to twenty. We are going to look at the fruit of the spirit. What the Bible says about what the flesh produces, and also what the spirit produces. So let's look at Galatians five nineteen. It says, "Now that now the works of the flesh are obvious, which are adultery, sexual immorality, uncleanness, lustfulness." Idol-worshipping, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousies, outbursts of anger, rivalries, divisions, heresies, envying, murder, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. Of which I warn you, even as I did before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. 22 but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law you belong to the, to Christ and has has crucified the flesh with with its passions and lust if you live by the spirit let let you also walk by the spirit. let you not become conceited provoking others and envying others and that was um twenty twenty three to twenty five twenty three to twenty six sorry so we're talking about love today we're talking about what it means to be loved by god and what it means to give out love because the greatest commandment it says that you know we are to love god with all our minds with all our hearts with all our soul and we are to love our neighbors as ourselves so first we to be able to understand what love is we have to look at how god loves us right the bible says in um in 1 John 4:19, we love because He first loved us. Who is He? Because God first loved us. Okay. It says in John 159 to 10, it says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. And this is Jesus that's talking. He says, The Father, who is God, has loved Him, so therefore He is able to love us. Okay, let's continue reading. It says, Now remain in my love, if you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands, I mean commands, and remain in His love. Being obedient to the Word of God is remaining in God's love. He says here in Galatians five nineteen to twenty six that there are things that are of the flesh that we are not to do, right, and there are things of the spirit that we are to do, and which is what love, joy, peace gentleness goodness kindness patience faithfulness self-control those are things that we are to put on those are commandments of God that we are to show forth the Bible says that you will know them by the fruit what is the fruit the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5 22 to 23 how do we acquire the fruit of the Spirit by the Holy Spirit when you pray the salvation prayer the Holy Spirit comes and dwell in you, and the Holy Spirit help us to be able to walk in love, walk in joy, walk in patience, walk in peace, walk in kindness, walk in goodness, walk in faithfulness, walk in gentleness, and walk in self-control. But today we are focusing on love. It is very imp- hard to give out something that you do not have, right? Right? If you don't know what love is, it's very hard to give that out. And how you know what love is, is that you are tested by it. Okay, you are tested. To be able to know that you have something, you have to be tested, right? Now, remember, God does not tempt us, okay? The devil tempts us. Temptations is from the enemy. But test is from the Lord. Okay, for example, the Lord tested Abraham to see if he will be obedient and sacrifice his only son, Isaac. And that was a test to see the faith of Abraham, to see the obedience of Abraham. And he passed that test. And many of us are going through tests right now. And we're not walking in love. We're not looking to the love of God to, to help us to know that we can endure, right? With faith, all things are possible. It's, whenever we have a time of lack, we have to press into the love of God. We have to press into the love of God because it says in John 3, 16, We learn we learned this in pre-K. It says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son Isaac was going to give his only son. But God intervened and said, I see that you're obedient. I see that you have faith. Here is, you know, an animal to take the place of your son. But in this case, God gave his son, his one and only son. That is love. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And that was Jesus. It says in John three sixteen. that was Jesus. We know that gifts are given to us, right, in occasions. But the fruit of the Spirit needs time to develop. The fruit of the Spirit needs time to develop. You might feel that you don't really feel the love of God right now because there's so many things that is happening around you. There's so many injustice that is happening in the world. You have lost your job. You've lost things. You've lost your house. You've lost your children. You've lost your husband. You've lost a lot of things. But guess what? God still love us. God still love us. It says in Ephesians 2, 4, 5, it says, God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trans- trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. It says in John, uh, 1 John 3, 1, it says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God and so we are the reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him we are in the world right now there are people that have lost things just as us just as we have but they don't know the love that God has for, for for us and for them we are privileged to know that even in our difficulties God has extended his hand on us this kind of love that a father has given us his children is abundant is abundant if we want the perfect example of love it is in our creator our father Looking at all the things that are happening in your life currently. And you're asking yourself, where is God? Where is the hand of God? Well, I'm here to tell you, he has his hand on you. He has his His hand around you. He has his hand in every circumstance. If you allow him to put his hand on it. And that is through being Patient, being still, and surrendering it to him. Maybe you don't see the love that God has for you because you've not surrendered to him. You've not surrendered that piece of your life that you find it difficult. You've not given it to him. It says in John 4 9 to 12, it says this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we are also out to love one another. No one has ever seen God but if we love one another god lives in us and his love is made complete in us so because you you have not seen god but you see your neighbor you see your family you see your you know your pastor you see your friends you see your husband you see your children you see your friends that is love that is god's love breathing in your life there are people who don't have family there are people who don't have husbands there are people who don't have you know um children but in this time if you look around really take a moment to just look around you still have a place to lay your head that is god's love you still have a place to you know to go to if you have a job that is god's love you have children, you have a child, you have children, you have a spouse, you have a husband. You know, you are a wife to your husband or you are a husband to your wife. You know, you have friends that you can call or they can call you. That is love. That is God's love. It says in um, First John for 16 to 18 and so we know and rely on the love of God I mean and rely on the love God has for us God is love whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them this is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment in this world we are like Jesus there is no fear in love none whatsoever you know the bible says that god has not given us the spirit of fear but of love of power and a sound mind and let's continue reading it says but perfect love drives out fear and that perfect love is found in god it's found in jesus because fear has to to do excuse me because fear has to do with punishment God is not here to punish us. This is not punishment. This is a time of reflection, a time of an awakening. That we are to be at home and be before the Lord. For him to breathe his love on us. For him to have an encounter with us. And it says the one who fears is not made perfect in love. Because perfect love drives out fear. So, wherever there is fear, there is not love. That's what God is telling us. Wherever there is fear, I want you to invite the love of God into it. What do you fear now? What is something that you fear? Because the opposite of fear is love. What do you fear right now? Do you fear that you might not have enough money to pay your bills? Do you fear that you might not have enough um, resources? Do you fear that you might get the the coronavirus? Do you fear that your house might be taken away from you? Well, I'm here to let you know that you are not to fear. Do you know why you're not to fear? Because if God can give us His only Son, in John three sixteen, to die for you and me, so we have eternal life. There is nothing that he will hold from us. There is nothing that he will just say he was not going to give to you or give to me. If he can give you that one thing that is so precious to his heart, which is his only son, then of course he can give you whatever it is that you need. Because the Bible says that we, we don't have because we don't ask. Whoever seeks wisdom, the, the Lord says that you are to come and he will give it to you. It says knock and you, it, the door will be open right seek and you will find So in this time where you might feel like the you don't you don't see the love of God in your life this is the time to ask and you and, and you and the Lord will give it to you to knock and you the door will be open to you right right it says in Matthew 7 7 to 12 It says, Ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who acts receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be open. And this is an example of God's love. He said, Come to me, whatever you need, I'm here for you. And it says in 9, it says, um, Matthew 7, 9, it says, Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how more, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would you would. Have them do to you. For this sums up the Lord and the prophets. What is God saying here? That if you are a parent or an aunt or a mentor. And if one of your kids, one of your friends, one of your, um, your mentees asks you for something. For example, if they ask you for a bread, are you going to give them a stone? No, you're going to give them bread. If they ask you for fish, are you going to give them a snake? No, if they ask you for something something that they need, you are going to extend your hand basically that's what it's saying even and it says if you then though you are evil, meaning that we have a fleshly desires, we have we can sin, we can do evil things, okay, yet we still know how to go past our our um fleshly desires, go past our our evil ways of thinking and still good give good gift to those who ask to our children to our family to our friends you know even us if we know good and evil we know if somebody comes to us and asks us hey can you please you know love on me and and, and help me pay my bill we have the uh, understanding that we can either show love or Not show love. We can either put on good or put on evil. Putting on evil is not helping the person; just dismissing the person that's in need. But then putting on good and saying, "You know what? I'm gonna give you a good gift. Here is some money to go pay your bills." That is what it says in um, Mark's seven eleven. That if you then know, if you then though you are evil, meaning you know good and evil, you know how to be sinful. Know how to give good gift. To your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven, who is all-knowing, all-good, everything about Him is great, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? Meaning that God is going to give you more if you ask Him. He's going to give you what you need. You know, if you know evil things to do and you do them, yet you still give good gifts to people, how much more your father, who is pure and perfect in all his ways, how much more will he give you if you ask him? And the reason why we don't have love is because we don't ask for it. I don't think people wake up and say, God, I just need some love today. I don't think anybody does that, you know. And God is saying he wants to give you love. Just ask him. He, 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 his love come in different ways, in different forms. And it says here, so in everything, do to others what you will have them do to you. Again, going back to love. If God give you much more of these, be be a child of God and extend your hand to do unto others what you would like others to do unto you. So one song that comes in mind is Marvin Sapp. You know, at this time, you have a lot you want to ask. You have a lot you want to seek. You have a lot lot you want to knock on. The Lord, is is your hand with me? I, you know, I do, I do you really feel the love of God? And if you do, wonderful. But I feel like there are some people that don't really know the love of God, don't really feel that they are loved by God. And I want to remind you of this song, His hand is on you. Whatever it is, circumstance that you find yourself in, remember that the hand of the Lord is on you. Okay, so let's listen to Marvin Sapp.
1: Yes, it does. He said. He said. I'll see, I'll see you, through. you through. And when you cry, when you cry he's, holding, he's you. holding you. So just, just lift, lift your hands up God, high, for he,
2: for he will.
1: Provide. He will provide. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Just know.
0: All right, so God has his hand on you. He has his hand on all of us. We know that. And also we know that Jesus had his hand on us. And he still has his hand on us. When Jesus was on earth, okay, he was um, the spirit and flesh. When he dwelt on earth, he did a lot of things from compassion. And compassion is love. He did a lot of things on earth with compassion, Let's look at Mark uh, Matthew nine thirty six. It says here, seeing the people, he felt compassion for them, because they were distressed and dispirited, like sheep without a shepherd. And that is how Jesus saw us. He saw us as, as sheep without a shepherd, as people who did not have peop- a, a person to lead them, as people who did not have a leader. And that is why there are pastors. Pastors have compassion for the people. We are sheep. What does the word say that, you know, it says in Matthew eighteen, eleven to 13, For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost, you and I, right? What do you think? If any man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine? on the mountains and go and search for the one that is straying if it turns out that he finds it truly I say to you he rejoices over it more than over the 99 which have not gone astray what is this saying this is saying that Jesus came to save us and every one of us and that one that is astray maybe might be you he will leave the ninety-nine to come and find that one, and that is what he he means when he says, seeing the people he felt compassion for them. So in this time that we live in, there is a lot of things that are happening that are that are that are unjust. You know, yes, you're loving your family. Let yes, you're loving the people around you, but who who can you find? Who is that one that has? gone astray that does not have that love that you can feel compassion for them and give to them and help them come to be with that 99 you know there's a lot of injustice going on in this in this world currently against so many people against especially against you know uh the black american culture you know against black americans especially black american men This is what God means when He said He leaves the one, He leaves the ninety-nine, excuse me, He leaves the ninety-nine for the one. And in this time, that one is that person that is being mistreated, that person that is being judged wrongfully. Do you have compassion to be able to say I want to be the one to help this one? Come and be amongst the ninety nine that already feel loved, already feel accepted, so that that one can also be added to that ninety nine because that ninety nine has acceptance, they have love, they have compassion, they have you know they uh, they have been provided for, but that one that is neglected, that one that is not seen as worthy needs that love. Are you willing to be the one to extend that love? To be a shepherd in some way. Yeah. To be a shepherd. Because when that when that person, that one person, that one generation, that one culture is added to that 99. This is what the Bible says. He rejoices. You will rejoice over in more than over the 99 which have not gone astray. So, you know... Jesus showed a lot of compassion when he was on Earth, and there are so many examples that we can learn as we walk on, on Earth on, you know with people, with, with our neighbors, with our friends and with our family and even with our enemies, how we can show compassion. Jesus healed the sick with love, with compassion in, in his heart. In Matthew 20:34 it says, "Moved with compassion, Jesus touched their eyes, and immediately they regained their sight and followed him. He did a lot of things in compassion, you know it says in mark six thirty four when Jesus went ashore he he saw a large crowd and he felt compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things and again, it says here um that when Jesus saw the people right it says here in matthew fifteen um 32 says, and, he, and Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I feel compassion for the people because they have remained with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And I do not want to send them away hungry for they might faint on the way. He said, I feel compassion for the people. Jesus walked in compassion, walked in love. He fed all those hundred people, thousands of people. Okay, he fed all those thousands of people because he had compassion. He could have said, you know what? You guys can just go to your the next marketplace and go find something to eat, but he didn't do that. That compassion on him caused him to move mightily and perform miracle to to cause um, a few fish, two fish, right? And, and and five loaves of bread to be used To feed all these thousands of people. And that shows you that when you move in compassion, when you move in compassion, miracles happen. Right? When you move in compassion, miracles follow. Because you can't really perform miracles unless you actually have compassion for that person a lot of people want to work walk in the power of healing and the power of miracles but if you truly want to have the ability to heal people miraculously you have to have compassion for the sick you have to have compassion for the poor you have to have compassion for those that are seeking miracles it is impossible to walk in miracles without having compassion for the person that you want to see the miracle happen to when you look at Matthew, um, Matthew, I believe Matthew, let me see, Matthew 7, I think. Matthew 7, I'm not completely sure. I think it's Matthew 7. Um, let's see. No, it's Luke. Yep, it's Luke. Let's look at Luke. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's look at Luke, um, Luke 7 twelve. It said Now when he drew near to the gate of the city, behold one who was dead was carried out. Um, this is a story about a, a widow who whose whose child was dead and Jesus revived the child, okay? It says to uh, so Luke seven twelve. It says now when he drew near to the gate of the city, behold, one who was dead was carried out, the only son of his mother and she was a widow many people of the city were with her see many people of the city had compassion with her they, they 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 grieved with her okay she wasn't she wasn't in this alone and that shows you the what what god is saying that when when you know those who mourn we are to mourn with those who mourn right so you know right now there might be people who've lost their child for, to coronavirus or lost somebody to coronavirus and we are to show compassion we are to show love and mourn with them so uh, let's look at 13 it says so Luke 7 13 it says when the Lord saw her he had compassion on her again he had love for her and he said to her don't cry okay so many of you maybe God is trying to tell you right now he's having compassion on you don't cry Okay, he saw, he, he says, when the Lord saw her, so the Lord sees you and he has compassion on you. Okay, and he's saying to you, don't cry. Okay, let's look at 14. It says, he came near and touched the coffin and the bearer stood still. He said, young man, I tell you, arise. He was, he was, um, he who was dead sat up and began to speak and he gave him to his mother, Jesus had compassion for the mother. He comforted the mother by saying, "Don't cry." And in that same compassion, he was able to lay hands. Well, he, he was able to speak to the man, to the, to the to the to the um to the young man, and say, "I tell you, arise." He spoke in compassion to him and said, "Hey, young man." I tell you, arise. Okay, and it says here sixteen. Fear took hold of all, and they glorify God. Okay, when you walk in compassion, and you extend compassion to people by doing things to help somebody, God will be glorified. It says a great, a great. They said a great prophet has a, has um, risen among us, and God has visited His people. When you walk in compassion. You walk in the attitude of God, you are exemplifying the character of God. They said God has visited his people, so when you are walking in compassion in love, as it says in galatians five twenty twenty two to twenty three to to allow the spirit to 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 manifest itself in love to people, you are showing love and you are showing the presence of God and it says here this report went out concerning him in the world in the whole um, of Judea and in all the surrounding regions Jesus had to have compassion to be able to come down here first of all God had to have compassion for the world right Bible says that what for God so loved the world that he gave his only son when you when you look at the the word Um, Earth. When you look at the word earth, when you remove... Well, let's let's say this. When you look at the word heart, because love is in the heart, right? When you look at the word heart, when you remove the H in front of the word heart to the end of that word heart, it becomes earth, okay? So when you move the H to the T... It becomes earth. And that shows you that God's heart is for the earth. Because we dwell in the earth. So, know that He loves you. Period. He loves you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. That's what the Bible says, right? Nothing you do can separate you from the love of God. And if you feel like you don't, you don't have God's love... That is the enemy speaking to you. And we denounce that right now by the blood of Jesus. Because you have God's love. He loves you. If you have breath in your lungs, you have his love. If you have, you know, a place to lay your head, you have God's love. Okay? So, remember, to be able to walk in in love, you have to have compassion for people. You know? in able to do miracles, in able to pray over people, in, in, in order to heal somebody, in order to do the things that Jesus did. Because everybody always say, I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. Well, put on compassion. Put on love. Show love. He showed love to everybody. You know, the woman who was going to be stoned, the adulterous woman, he, he told them, if any of you is without sin, cast the first stone. None, none. of them could do that. They all wanted to cast stone on her because they didn't have compassion for her. But Jesus saw past her imperfection, saw past her sinful ways, and still had compassion for her. So, if we really want to be like Jesus, we have to put on love and compassion. So, what is love and compassion? First. Corinthians thirteen forty eight. this is a Bible verse that a lot of people use at weddings, you know, a lot. It says, love is patient, love is kind. Love is patient, and love is kind. Patient, to be patient with somebody, especially those that are married. Your husband might do certain things, or your, if you're a man, your wife might do certain things. But you are patient with them, you have this grace for them and this mercy for them because you love them it's like you know if it's any other person you would not tolerate that but because this is somebody that your heart beats for that you love you are able to tolerate some things that they do you know and it says love is kind love is kind if you love somebody you're going to be kind to them it's simple you're not going to be mean or hateful to them you know Love does not envy. This is so important, especially when you have friends around you. You know, if you have to be careful of sharing good news to a friend, that is not your friend. Because you might feel like they might be envious, that is not your friend. Love does not envy. Love promotes. Love, you know, rejoices with you. You know, love does not envy you. What is, um, it says, love is never boastful. Love does not boast, you know, and say, oh, I'm better than you, or, you know, I can do, you know, better things than you can. You know, love does not boast. It's not conceited. What is con- being conceited? Thinking you're better than a- everybody. But God, that's not what God says. We are all made in God's image. We are all, God is not a respecter of, of persons. He's not a respecter of anybody. He, he He's not a respecter of persons. He, that means that he doesn't, see one person greater than the other person he sees us all as his children the same yes he has different gifts and talents that he's placed inside of us but he wants us to all work in unity to bring all those things that he's individually placed in us to come together as a unity to work together okay we're not to boast we're not to be conceited that's not love let's keep on reading love does not behave rudely you know it's not rude it's it's cautious and how it speaks you know that it, it, it's it's so important um it's not what you say it's how you say it you know you say it in love especially like if you know um i keep talking about couples but if you have a you know if you're married and you and your husband you know if your wife you and your husband are like having issues you know having i would say unpleasant conversations you know and you want to you want to bite your tongue you want to bite your tongue because there are certain things that you might say that might not come in respect or in love so when you keep quiet and think about it and revisit how you can better present your case and present your your knowledge or present you know your understanding or present whatever it is you want to tell your husband that is walking in love you know not calling him out of name or not calling your wife out of name if you're a husband that is walking in love not being rude you know not being selfish says you it's not selfish if you're selfish you don't really care about how somebody else feels by your words you know words are as as painful as you know physical um injury you know just because you don't put your hand on your spouse doesn't mean that your words do, does not hurt them as well so are you being selfless in how you speak to your spouse? Are you being selfless in how you speak to your coworkers? Are you being selfless in how you speak to your friends and your family? Let's keep on. It says, love is not irritable, meaning that you, you can tolerate things. You can persevere, you know. You, you don't get irritated by, you know, something that somebody does. You, you have grace. You give them grace, okay. You delight in in mercy, mercy triumph over judgment. You don't judge them. You are, you give them grace. There's a song called Mercy. It says in in the song it says, you delight in in showing mercy. You know mercy triumph over judgment. And that and she was speaking about God. That God delights in in showing mercy because His mercy triumphs over judgment. So are you able to have mercy for somebody that will that will exceed? you even thinking judgmentally toward them let's keep reading it says love thinks no evil it thinks no evil it doesn't sit there and say you know what i am going to plan this evil deed i'm going to get revenge i'm going to do this and do that and 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 not help them i'm not going to go there and support support that person i'm going to you know talk about this person i'm going to cause you know people to see this person in this way I'm gonna expose your insecurities I'm gonna expose your issues so that you know this person sees them in this way and then this doesn't happen I'm gonna gossip about them I'm gonna do this love does not do evil things and let's keep reading it says love does not rejoice in sin It does not rejoice in sin so for example if you see somebody you know uh, falling into sin and you're happy that they are falling into sin that is not love you know if you see um someone struggling you know maybe they have a you know a a addiction and you're like well you you got what you deserve that's not love you should be praying for that person you should be you know um, asking the lord what can i do to help that person or what you know just if you if you cannot physically help that person you just pray god please send you know help to that person or send revelation or heal that person prayer praying for somebody is showing compassion showing love okay let's keep reading it says um love does not rejoice in sin but rejoices in the truth it rejoices in truth okay the truth which is the word of god it rejoices in in uplifting those that are that are, you know, in in, in, um, in sin. Like, you know, we are to go, the Bible says that we are to go and make disciples. You have to go in compassion. You have to go in love. You don't go rejoice in their sinful ways. You go and rejoice in truth with them. You tell them the truth of the word, right? You speak truth to them like, hey, yes, I know you have issues right now, but, you know, let's rejoice in the truth of you being a, um, being saved by God okay with you coming out of addiction with you coming out of these issues that you have the truth meaning the blessings of the lord can come upon you if you are able to turn your ways you know yes i see this this issue and that issue but what is god saying that he sent his love he sent his 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 son who basically is his love to the world to die for you and me while we were still yet sinners so therefore this is the truth while you and i were still sinners god sent his love his son jesus christ to die for us and that is the truth that we can rejoice in okay let's say let's keep looking at it It says love is protective with all a man who does not protect you does not love you. It's simple as that. Men are protective. They like to protect what they they have. And women are protective of their kids. They're very protective of their kids, you know? So if you don't feel protected, you are that's not love. You are not loved if you don't feel protected. But you know who protect us? God. He protect us from all things. He said he sent his angels so that our feet will not hit a stone, right? Um, it says love believes all things sometimes maybe because you you don't believe the promises of God on your life or you don't believe what God is saying is because maybe you don't really love the lord like that cuz if you really love somebody you believe them love and believe i i believe it's um it's tied together cuz to be able to believe somebody you know really 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 believe them you have to really 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 know them and when you really 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 know somebody, you have love for them okay for example if um, if um, your mother or your mentor or your you know your spouse tell you something you know about you like I, I believe that you are going to be the next um millionaire you believe it in your heart because they they love you they see potential on you right you 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 like oh wow okay i i receive that thank you i believe that i believe that with you right but if a stranger comes and tell you i believe you're going to be the next millionaire you're like i don't really know this person who are you okay thank you haha right but if, if, if it's the Lord that's speaking through a prophet and says, you're going to be the next millionaire, you're going to believe that, right? Because it's, the, it's a prophet, it's, it's, it's a, a prophetic word from the Lord. It's because you know the voice of the Lord and you know the person that is in your life, your family member, or your spouse, or your friend, or you, whoever spoke that word to you. But that stranger, you don't know, Okay. Because you have a love for the Lord, you have love for your family, you have love for your spouse, the the people that you spend time with, when they tell you something, you believe it, right? You believe it because you have love for them. It says love believes all things, right? And the Bible says that, you know, um, we know the voice of the Lord. A stranger, we don't know, right? It says that the sheep knows his voice. A stranger's voice, they don't know. Because the sheep and the shepherds spend time with each other. We spend time with God. So therefore, we know his voice. We believe what he tells us, right? And it says here, love hopes all things. You have to have hope, right? Hope and, and belief are cousins to me, I think. Hope, faith, and belief, they are cousins. Uh, meaning that they are similar in ways. so love hopes right it has hope it hopes all things it believes all things endures all things you know the bible says that you know um what god has joined together let no man separate meaning when it comes to love when it comes to marriage between a man and a woman you know uh, marriage is for till death do you apart. you if you really love the person you endure things through sick through sickness through health through poverty through provision through abundance through being healthy through being you know blessed and highly favored you are going to endure if you look in your life and you look at the people that are really stuck with you like really really stuck with you you know all the friends that you've had along the way some of them could not endure where God was taking you, some of them could not endure the the issues that you had to go through, some of them could not endure you having cancer, some of them could not endure you losing your your spouse, some of them could not endure you losing your 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 mother or your father. some of them could not endure you shifting into a different um location or different um walk with the Lord or even a different um you know phase season of your life. some of them could not endure that. Because their love for you was not big, you know, was not at a point where they can stick with you for a long time. And that's okay because God is a God of redemption. He can replace what has been taken or we can replace what has left. You know. I have had a friend in my life for since I was in high school. We've been together, we've been friends. Sometimes we don't talk for months and then we and then sometimes we will come back together and and you know talk about life and talk about God and talk about Jesus and all that through me i was able to, well through me god used me to minister to her to talk to her about who god is to cause her to you know find more about god and find the love of god and really get to know him on a relationship basis not just religion basis you know and she's been my friend since high school I have been through so many seasons of my life, but she has endured with me. There are times where there are silent seasons in our lives where she's of doing her own thing, I'm of doing my own thing. But when the time comes for us to reconnect, we we come back like we never, you know, was silent for many months. We 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 come back and it's like not you know it's 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 still the same. It's still. You know great friends we're still you know supporting each other her mother is like a mother to me you know so can the people in your life that you say love you help you endure all things can they endure all things with you can you endure all things with other people that's that's a big thing. Can you endure things for with other people? You tell them I love you so much. It's like when Peter said, huh, when when Jesus said one of you are gonna betray me, you know, and they were like, Oh who, who who Jesus who? And then you know Jesus said it's one of you, you know. Um and Peter said, No, I will never do that. I will never I will never betray I will always stick with you forever. And what did Jesus say? He said when the the bird crows, right? When the bird sounds its its um voice, you will betray me three times, Peter. Right? You will betray you will betray me three times. Let's look at that. It says here Peter um I said Peter. <laughs> um you will betray me three times, it says. So can the people in your life really endure with you? Can you endure with those people? You know, he said, you will deny me. Right? It says, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And then he went out and wept bitterly. Luke 22, 54 to 62. You can read that. You know, we always, we always want people to endure with us, but can we endure with people? And the most important thing is, love never fails. And that is the absolute love of Jesus Christ. He laid down his life. That is a love that never fails. He went through it all. He was beaten. He was bruised. He was pierced. He went through it all. He said, my love is never failing. I'm going to do this full on. Yes, he had times. He was like, Lord, let this cup pass me by. He had times where he, he he was having a hard time. With the assignment on his life. But he endured. He endured all things. And that shows that his love never fails. And so that is what love is. For us to walk in love. For us to put on love. But first we have to know. That God is love. That he loves us. That Jesus loves us. And with the help of the Holy Spirit. We are able to do what it says in First 1 Corinthians 13.48. You know, I I talked about how um, God says that, um, well, I talked about how, you know, the enemy tempts us, but God tests us. In one area of the Bible, God tells us to to test him, right? He says, test me now and see that I will not open the heavens, the windows of heaven and draw you out blessings that you will not have room enough to receive it and what is that um what is that saying it's talking about tithing it's talking about tithing you know i believe that um i truly 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 believe that how we show god our love is through tight. you know he gives us money he gives us money um He gives us provision, and all we have to do is basically extend our hand back and give him 10%, or give him an offering. He said, when you come and give him an offering, you have to come with a cheerful heart, with a loving heart, a cheerful, a happy heart. Nobody walks in love and not be cheerful. Right? Nobody walks in love without being cheerful. So, in order to give God your love through money and through your service and act, you have to do it out of a cheerful heart, which is a loving heart, a compassionate heart. It says in Malachi 3.10, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. He says, test me in this. This is the first time Jesus, I mean, God wants us, the Lord wants us to test him. What did I say when we started? I said that in order to really know that you have a fruit of the spirit, you have to go through a test. Abraham gave up his well almost to give up his his son Isaac. That was a test that he passed a test of do you really love the Lord? Do you really obey the Lord? do you really you know um have faith in the Lord? That was a test and here God is saying, "Test me and see that I will not provide for you. I will not give you what you need. If somebody tell you to test them without without you know Um, without them well if somebody tell tell you to test them you know that means that they are able to actually provide what it is that you are testing them you know when you when a student tell a teacher oh yeah test me on this subject that means that they know the subject very well so they, they can they can present the answers they can present whatever it is that they need to present You know so you might be in a testing right now god is probably testing you to see which of the fruit of the spirit you have and honestly passing the test helps you walk even more deeply in whatever test you had to pass you know maybe you you might have to pass the test of patience you don't have patience guess what you're going to find yourself in traffic and you have to exercise patience because the Bible says that love is patient, right? So you might have to really exercise patience. In order for you to be able to, to receive more of something, you have to be tested. So remember that one, God loves us. The greatest promise, the greatest commandment is to love God and love others. Jesus walked in compassion. Compassion to do miracles signs and wonders and healing and even lay down his life that was a that was a great act of compassion and love and for us to walk in compassion and love by looking at 1 Corinthians 13:4 to 8 and Malachi 3:10 doing what God commands us to do So that ends Bible study for today and it ends um, Mimi's message today. The yes, God has reckless love for you, but do you have reckless love for others? Can you extend love to people? The more you give out, the more God gives to you. If you give out love, he will give you love. If you give out compassion, he will give you compassion. So Lord, I just thank you for this this message. I thank you for such a such a, a time as this that we are in a world where compassion is lacking. We are in a world a world where love is is just drying up. Racist against race, people against people. It's just a love that a a a a a world that needs love. So, Father, I just pray the Lord, as people listen to this, you just give them a word, an inkling in your heart to know that they are to walk in love, that you love them, that you give them grace, you give them love, so they are to extend that. Help, ah, Jesus, help us to remove the scales from our eyes, Father, so we can see people how you see them, so we can see people through your heart. I pray that, Lord, you allow us to know and feel your love for people when we come before them. We always say that, Lord, we want to have a heart that we will feel what breaks your heart will break our heart too. But we don't really understand when we say that. Because when we say that, we really have to really, 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 really have compassion for people to be able to to, to, to feel what you feel. To look past insecurities. To look past sinful things people do. To be able to really have our heart broken by the things that break your heart. So I just pray the Lord you ignite love in this world. In this time that we find ourselves. But first you start with each and every one of us individually pour your love on us in this week help us to encounter love in ways that we've never seen before encounter your love so when we walk out father we are able to bestow love on those that are in need of it so we pray this god we receive your love today Mm, yes we receive your love today we ask you for love so we can go out and give love So we can feel the love that you have inside for us so i pray to this god and i thank you i thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for your love father and it's in the name of jesus that is above all names that we do pray your name is above all names in the name of jesus we do pray amen all right guys so this ends mimi's message the next song we're going to be listening to is um, a song by Daryl Walls. It's called Above All Names. It's an amazing, amazing song. It's basically proclaiming the name of Jesus and letting you know that the name of Jesus is above every other name. And that alone should help you understand that in this life, if you have the Lord with you, if you have, if you believe in Jesus, you are loved. If you believe in Jesus... You have everything that you need. You are not in lack. You are in love. All right? So you have a blessed day.